Welcome to another fresh episode of the Fresh Mondays podcast, episode number 75. This is a special episode because it's been a while, maybe a year in time or something like that. But if you can see us on YouTube, you can tell we're next to each other. So, <laughs> so super exciting to be in the same space. We literally, it was like we saw each other yesterday. So it just went right into the flow. And I was like, oh no, we really just haven't physically been in the same space for right. some time. So you this know is exciting. So interesting. For those of you who ever thought of uh, starting a podcast with someone who lives in another state, because that's our story. Um, I was actually telling a friend the other day, I was like, it's funny because we've developed this really unique friendship because 80% of our conversations are recorded and they're public information. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I've never had a relationship like that. You know, like a person that you have documented conversations with. So is this technically like almost a pen pal? It's like, a, it's like the modern day pen pal. Pen pal or like when the army guys were away and they were sending letters. Like, like it has that mysterious detail yeah. where like, I really physically do not get to see this person, but I feel them every day and like. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, in a sense, but it's documented and people get to like, listen. So it's, 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 it's cool. Like I've definitely never had a friendship this way. So it's like, cool. And it works people. It yeah. just works. That's the fun part in it. It's just super works. Um, we are excited for this week's episode. We're bringing you a new episode. We've been gone for a little bit. I've been all over the place. Life is just fluid. Would say. That is the word from Marley. She has been in multiple states recently. <laughs> you would think I was balling, but I just things are just happening, which is great. Thanks to God, yeah. and things are possible, and family and friends. So we're excited to bring you this episode, us being together, the topics we're going to talk about, what we have coming up, what the future looks like, um, and I'm excited for what's next and what's forward for us. Um, last week's or two weeks ago episode was with Joseph Kahn from Universe, Universe mm -hmm. which I think blew our minds, each yeah, one of us. For sure. Because it was a concept like Shark Tank. Why didn't I think about that? Right. Like, and you know what's funny? Um, straight feedback. If he gets to listen to this episode, definitely my friend is an Android user and she was like, I'm just waiting for them to drop it on Android because he only has it on the iOS platform. So oh. people couldn't create their own, you know, websites from their cell phones because she's, you know, Android. So they need to make it uh, a more universal <laughs> if I had a little soundboard yeah <laughs> so but aside from that super cool super mobile people want the ability to make things from their device because that is what we use 24 7 and uh we like things to be convenient now being that your friend is on the android should she really just kind of come to the dark side <laughs> I really am so annoyed with the Android Apple war. Like, you know, they did this, right? Yeah. And they no, no. made this. This is why we pay so much money for the phones. It's a Joseph Khan again for joining us. 
and being inspirational in the sense of like, we really need to get our creative asses on, like kicked in gear. Cause there's needs out there, necessities that people haven't really put together and thought of, so. And willing to pay for it. Willing to pay for it. If you make it, they'll come. They shall come. Yeah. Um, and speaking of creativity, this week, we're again talking about one of our favorite passions and our excitements, music. So I think we're gonna dive deep, deeper into music later this episode too. Um, we have a special guest, his name is Omi. He is the founder and creative director. And we're gonna talk about music management, what it is to be part of the music industry, how to push artists forward, being creative. And I guess in this social world, how do you become super creative and think outside that box? and beat all the others that are up and coming artists as well and get recognized and noticed out there. All right, guys, and now we are joined by Omi. He is the creative director of OmniWave Global. Yes. Introduce yourself to our Fresh Mondays listeners. Tell them about yourself, what you do, and what is OmniWave Global. Okay, um, well, my name's Omi Glenn, um, and I am the creative director at OmniWave Global. Uh, OmniWave Global is a, a marketing firm, um, marketing management firm specific to uh, the entertainment business, entertainment industry. So uh, music, musicians, um, venues, uh, pretty much anything that is uh, tied into the nightlife and entertainment. Oh, very cool. Okay, so um, let's start with this, the name. I noticed that the name is your name. So um, how, how did you come up with that? Yeah, so um, OmniWave Global is uh, Omni meaning all. Uh, wave is music files, raw music files, and global being global. So right. um, OmniWave Global is also my initial OWG. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. That's like a, like a hat waiting to happen. <laughs> Possibly. There you go, branding, I think like that. So let's talk a little bit about how you decided to start using marketing to promote the music industry because marketing is such a translucent type of career path because you can actually mold into what's needed. So right. I learned that at an older age, unfortunately. So is right. you realize, you know what? I think I did too. Um, so I was always into music. I was always into the music business um aspect of it um i managed the artist or attempts to manage the artist uh, like a decade ago you know um and i had events i had local uh open open mic stuff stuff like that showcases and it was a lot of guerrilla marketing back then so it was a lot of me literally going to everybody i knew on a daily basis, whoever I got across in the malls or just whoever, local people just handing out flyers, just basic guerrilla marketing. Um, fast forward, I started to uh, get into digital marketing and I started working with um, a, com a, a company doing their digital marketing financial space, right? Um, so a few years later, when I decided to go back into music, um, I didn't want to do it traditionally. Um, so the idea is basically to create a, a, 
a, a platform for the artist. Um, because I don't say um, like he's signed to my label, right? It's more so um, he's one of my clients, right? And it's more so me teaching him how to market himself online, create that digital space, create that digital presence, stuff like that. Right. You know, because so what, what was the old way of doing it? Uh, the old way of was doing it was uh, exactly what labels do. They, um, they keep the art. It's like keeping the artist in a shadow. So you really don't know what's going on. You just know the outcome. You know, we are now where there's much more success in uh, indie labels and indie artists and stuff right. like that. And it's still kind of uh, how do they do it mindset you know, but it's really just them partnering up with uh, marketing companies and people in digital ad space. Stuff like that. I like that idea of more of a client base because at right. the end of the day, the client still has to take some sort of responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. For what that outcome is because it's not all put pressure on you. Right. Right. Or on the label or whatever in which way, but the artist needs to be more involved nowadays. And I think with social media and how digital marketing works, the personal side of artists is what we're more attached to. Right. And we can tell when an artist or just a celebrity, anybody of some sort is not involved in their social media. You can tell when this is all these paid ads Ads. and you're just like in these sponsored or these pre-written. Have you ever seen an artist actually copy and paste ads? In that same space, there's um, like in digital marketing, there's something called uh, UG, which is uh, UGC, user generated content, Mm -hmm. right? And typically um, companies like uh, American Airlines, right? Mm -hmm. A decade ago, American Airlines would pay $2 million to create some type of marketing ad for a billboard to put up in Times Square, Mm -hmm. right? Now, companies like Fashion Nova are simply saying, hey, y'all take pictures of our products all day long. We'll just take those user-generated content mm-hmm. and use those, and we don't have to spend $2 million. Right. To, you know, so artists are doing stuff like that where, like, you right. know, we have Cardi going with Fashion Nova, stuff like that, where they're more just partnering up with different marketing agencies that's going to brand them, help brand them. Right, it's like a brand ambassador. I mean, right. basically, exactly. it's become a profession to be a brand ambassador. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's and actually so, fascinating if you think about 10 years ago, you go from guerrilla marketing to right. like stuffing it in people's faces, and now you're pushing it in people's faces in a different way. But you're definitely still pushing it in people's no. faces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's but, all day online. But now, now there's ways, ways to kind of hide that. So, you know, it doesn't seem as it like before right. when you're guerrilla marketing, it's like if someone's literally coming up to you, forcing a flyer on you, like we've all been there and like. It's annoying. Yeah, hey, that's annoying. I still had people force a CD to me. Oh, yeah. That's well, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, sir, where does this play? My right. CD. But see, people still use some traditional ways. Right. And then I feel bad because I'm like, I'm probably going to throw this away. And you spent money on this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. Um, so definitely love the direction and moving with the trends of what's happening with social media. Right. So right. what are some like out of the box or creative ways that you slowly started to integrate, like to, to put into the way that you guys market for so, artists or, or clients? 
so as far as marketing and stuff, a lot of things that we try to do is um, user generated content because that is, it's it, like, so artists, I don't know if you see a lot of artists who use apps like Thriller now and TikTok and just using challenges. Like, you know, like that's really how most of these songs get streamed and, and these artists are generating money is because they don't have to make music videos anymore. They can just put out a, or put out the full track for all that matters. They put out a 15 second clip of the song and say, hey, here's a challenge, go. Right. And everyone does it and it requires you then playing their song again right. and the challenges. So, you know, that, those all count as streams when you're uploading and playing it. And so, so just being different ways like that, using different apps, like, you know, TikTok is another different one, another app that just came out a few years ago that's, um a lot of artists are, are kind a of, lot of kids are on TikTok, right and, and let me and, tell you I like but, 10 year olds. keep in mind those are the people that are going searching and and trying new apps and you know like i'm, I'm 33 like i'm accustomed to what i'm accustomed to you know right. i'm not <laughs> i think all of us are like i really have to i don't want to download a TikTok right now like i get right. annoyed when it's right. an app i and have to, know, I to I do do music video editing and you yeah. know like but they make it look so cool like, they it's do. really it's a simple app but you know like yeah but isn't what's but, going. but is TikTok a mix of what we were using six years ago like vine and musically yes yeah of course so it, we already it, had it of course it's just um Vine was based off of, it, you know, it's a platform where kind of like Instagram is. It's, it's a multitude of communities throughout. Mm -hmm. Where TikTok, it's based off of just you picking a song and dancing to that song, you know? Okay. So. I feel like an old lady. Like, yeah, tell me about TikTok. <laughs> tell me what I need to know. Yeah, I learned the dances. Right. Like, because I was into Vine. So. No. But I was into Vine. Vine was dope. And. Shout out to all right. those people who made themselves like comedian millionaires yeah. and lived right. this fantastic life from those six seconds yeah. that they spent on there. And so and it's amazing to see. But Vine's uh, downfall was that they didn't want to sell to Facebook and then Facebook eventually just bought them out and killed them. Oh, the, the, the monster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the monster. Hey, like I said, we just sometimes just got to go to the dark side. You take you go to Apple. You go to you know Apple. that like we we just got to keep up. We have ways to to evolve and right. grow with what's happening. Um, we did notice that we were looking through your your Instagram page and your artists that you're managing currently, and I noticed that you have like a little bit of a old school feel to some of the covers. Like you had like a vinyl record, and then like the name, and then like it gave okay. you like that old school feel. Is that kind yeah, so of like that, your style, clean? Yeah, yeah. I like clean. I like uh, simple, simplistic type stuff, designs. Um, I do most, if not all, the designs myself. So they kind of always come out as my personality <laughs> more than <Right>. the artist's. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the struggles of creating for other people. You know, I like it. Honestly, feedback is nice. It is nice. I think I'm a minimalist in myself too when it comes to creative work. So you just like, that works. It just makes it simple. So how is it looking for, or like working with artists and convincing them or explaining to them the necessity of social media or putting themselves out there or the new way of doing so, things? 
It's four o'clock. That is that is a tough. That is a tough. Uh, that is that is a tough um, path because uh, social media it, it it blindsides people, right? Because there's what's real and what's not real, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, artists they it they're hard, it, they have a hard time finding out where that line is, you know. So especially managing or having a new um, artist, you know, working with a new artist, a lot of times it's, they want to be at a certain status immediately, you know, um, not knowing that most of these artists aren't exactly where it's painted, you know, so. Yeah, people are looking for microwave yeah. results. They want to just pop it in there and get it right away. Not necessarily microwave results, but more so is that on, on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, like most of these social medias, the artists, they only show us the good. They only show us the fancy. Everyone they does only that. show us the luxury, right? So it's more so as if you don't have that, then you're not an artist. Mm. You know, so sometimes it's it's... It's do you want the music to be heard or do you want to make money? Because then right. maybe making aren't music you already tired of the fake Lamborghini videos? Because I feel like right. I'm over that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So I would say working with new artists, especially with social media, it's like their idea is, oh, this is what my campaign needs to be like. It needs to have the Lamborghinis and the this and you know, and a lot of the time. That's it's like the missing of the grind portion of it, like the grinding, the grinding it out, the, the patience of it. Yeah, but it's more missing. so it's missing the, it, it lacks the creativity. It's everybody just wants to say, well, here's the blueprint because that person already did it. I can just do that instead of trying to figure out other creative ways of, you know, marketing. And that's true. And I think, and that's people probably younger than us. I guess you could say, like, yeah. I think we have the realistic standpoint of, or have learned after a couple of years that this is the instant gratification, the way you can set it up, the way you can kind of put this together, your social and all that stuff isn't real life, isn't realistic. So, and we had to, and we had to function without internet and yeah, without social. Honestly, you can't blame people for wanting to get those numbers. Like all of us like to preach and act real righteous, but I've been in radio stations before. I've been when they pick talent. I've been in situations right. where Perception people select someone Perception. and they're looking for, are they at 10K? They right. don't care right. if the content is good. You know Perception. what I'm saying? So I get that. And it's a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough balance to have, but it's something I work with, you know, and it's definitely not. It's a combination of you can't blame people for thinking that they need to do those same things because some people are not even given an opportunity if they don't have a certain social media presence. Right. Unfortunately. Right. And now, nowadays, even in corporate setting, I can tell you guys this much, that your social media presence determines how you get hired in a corporate job. Right. If you're yeah. working in a marketing field, you know, I work in a marketing fields and, and that like campaign wise and, and creativeness. And they'll, they'll be like, what's your social media? I'm like my social is literally my friends and family. There's no creativity 
outside right. of that. Like I don't use this as a creativity standpoint. Right. Using not that. a not a gateway to anything else. You know, it's right. But I know people who set up their entire social to be their resume, to be that setup right. for the, yeah. for no, the job. I get that. I get that. I get that. A blogger could set this up for their a blogger set it up and end up at Facebook and work at Facebook. Right. From blogging. So it's, you have to have this, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I think I have to change my direction, but continue. No, I was saying that's definitely something I, um, I try to, to instill in, in clients that I work with is to try to find ways to go direct to the source. Because if a lot the, the, the whole is Instagram paying you, right? Like a lot of people are getting paid from Instagram because of, um, advertising from yeah, it's like a hundred dollars. Right, you know? Right. So what I try to teach artists is like, direct your campaigns to exactly what's going to pay you. Direct it directly to your YouTube. Direct it directly to your Spotify, you know? Don't worry about how much followers you have if your Spotify streams is shown, you know? So mm-hmm. right. yeah. that's something we uh, try to work with. Speaking of streaming services, um, how does that, do you have an idea of how that payout is? Or like, is it like in the same YouTube sense of where you have to reach a certain amount to actually have some sort of revenue or something in return? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all pretty bad as far as payouts, right? Because <laughs> they can <laughs> but, be at this point. But the idea is, and I guess um, Chance is probably, Chance the Rapper is probably the artist that, uh, kind of created the blueprint of the idea is to just get your music hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So he put out three projects for free. Don't quote me on the numbers, but he put out a, a few projects for free um, and didn't charge for an album until like this year, you know? And the reason is if people are hearing your music, then they'll pay for your shows. And a ticket sale to a show is much more than the percentage of penny that the streaming is paying. So you know, the streaming services is really just for them to hear your music. You know, it's, it's the new radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Sense, you know, that's actually a good thought because there's a lot of shows all the time. Right. Yeah. Show so, so I would, you know, like, I don't think artists should be focused on trying to make money through streaming. Like that's rare. You know, it's just, there's one percenters on that where there's the Drake's and right. artists like that. That's going to really, profit from streaming other than that artists is going to get money from their shows touring like i've never thought about that as you say like mm-hmm. just focus on the show that makes sense and it makes sense as to why you'll notice there's a lot of people going to certain other like random artist shows all the time but right i've never heard of this person before in my life you know how do you end up at this show yeah and that's how you get like because oh, they have a hit just, they have a hit somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. but i don't know that damn hit but there's a shit ton of people who do right <laughs> and sold out the show and then sometimes as a consumer that's a more enjoyable concert because you're seeing 10 artists that have 10 songs that you really really like yeah versus one artist playing his whole album and he plays those tracks that you're like i don't really <laughs> like the song so i get it yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense so um I'm trying to think of like, so what's with, what artists are you working with now? Kind of like what direction? Well, are... right now, um, right now I'm exclusively working with Julian. 
Um, that's the cover and music that you've probably heard. Um, and he's a new artist. Like we're really just going through the development stage, you know, okay. creating music. Of course, we put out a few songs and stuff, but um, we're just creating music, creating his, uh, his image, his brand. Merch. How would you describe his music? Uh, so how would I describe it? He's, um, he's pretty eclectic. He can, you know, he can give you a little bit of Chris Brown type, uh, new age R and B. Um, but he was also, uh, you know, a singer from the church in a sense, you know, so mm -hmm. he can give you that soulful voice if needed. Um, you know, he plays the guitar, so he's pretty well, well versed. He dances. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's pretty, that's pretty important cool. for the music videos. <laughs> that's yeah. actually finding artists that have multiple kind of functionalities, I guess you can say. Right. Like more than the triple threat kind of thing is a more viable thing. But you got to be like that now. This ain't yes. a game no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like kids be seven and like great dancers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to. Makes me know yeah. that for my future children, you gotta have a guitar, you gotta have a piano, a violin, a you violin. Know, because <laughs> everyone can, with, with the digital programs that's around, everyone in sense can create music. You know, yes. what else can you do that's gonna put it over the edge? You know, and that's kind of why now most producers are getting um, more recognition than artists. Right. You know? know a lot more producers than we would in the past. That's true. Yeah. They have more longevity than the artists at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually true. You know, right. We know more producers' names, their faces yeah. than we've yeah. ever known before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We knew a Timberland, you knew uh Pharrell, like that simplistic, but then now you're like, no, I know murder beats and I know what so and so right. looks like. And I know homie graduated from college while making this beat for Drake. And you'd be like, in yeah. college, I was not focused right. on nothing. Yeah. So that's super interesting. So what is upcoming for you guys? What's the next move? Um, so, um, going on? We're actually releasing, I don't know what this is, we're releasing a single called Fade Away uh, November 1st. Uh, that's Friday. Um, and then uh, ending the year um, rebranding, in a sense. Um, a company rebrand and uh, not necessarily rebranding him as an artist, but putting his brand out there because that's something we kind of haven't done yet. We've been um, putting music out, but we haven't really started trying to create a social presence or creating any type of so you have um, a campaign coming marketing up. behind it. Um, really, just been focusing on the development. You know, he had a, a few um, performances uh, this year. Um, I think he had about six to eight performances. Nice. Um, so yeah, just like local Florida shows, you know, trying to get him more involved in the scene. He is young. He just turned 20 like three days ago. So oh. <laughs> you hear him like, oh, he's cute. And, you know, so, yeah, just, just really just the, going through the development and we feel we have um, enough music that's uh, worth putting out now. So that solid music that you're yeah, like, definitely. this is ready to go. Definitely. Awesome. Now, if anyone here in the South Florida area wanted to use your skills and talents, 
to help them brand themselves, would they be able to reach you as well? Yeah, of course. Um, they, they can email me through, you know, my Instagram or omniwaveglobal at gmail.com. Uh, if they're in the South Florida area, if they show up to an event, I'm probably going to be there. I'm trying to go as much events as possible. So, yeah, I mean, there's ways. If they want to get in contact, they'll get in contact. Awesome. You're in the right market in the right area. Yeah. One thing I missed mm -hmm. while I was in Seattle, I had to figure out Seattle scenes about right. music and kind of what's happening. I can tell you no artists go to Seattle. No, but Seattle does have a huge underground scene. Exactly. So if I was excited, if I wanted to see, well, Drake came to Seattle. That's okay. I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more next year below. But, but even then, those artists don't come to South Florida. They don't. They, they, go, they go to Atlanta and they might go to like a Jacksonville or Orlando, but they don't come to. I think depending on the market. Places, they're not coming here. You're right. I guess it's depending on the market. I think for me, the market, the music market of Seattle was not for me. Right. Because not everyone was there, but like Tiana Taylor showed up and she's a smaller market, kind of like specific to the area and that worked. I was like, ooh, I like that. And but it's like, weird for even like a Tiana Taylor to come to South Florida because she's not going to fill up the AAA. No. But also not going to go to that. <laughs> I feel so bad. We are, we, no, no, I feel I, bad. We are like, no. But she's also not going to do a, a, a 1306 or whatever either, you know? She's going to, and there's no venues that. Yeah, but she could do a club, you know? Yeah, she so, could have a cameo night. <laughs> so that's kind of why those second tier artists doesn't, don't come to South Florida yeah. because it lacks venue, really. There's, no, but she comes to like stuff like Rolling Loud, I would say. That's, right, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a different thing now. Now, if we're talking festivals, yeah. then, I mean, most, that's really where all the artists are doing is festivals right. because. I did my nails next to her once. It was really awesome. <laughs> I remember you really said that. Yeah. I like, so like, I, I, I realized when I've been here at home and I'm like, you guys have all this access to all these different venues, things going on, such a wide verse. And my time in Seattle was very much like, okay, I know like half of a song from this person or oh, I follow this person on Instagram and they're going to be here. Does right. that make sense? Like you're just like, it's really smaller knit community and I'll run into the same 20 people that I was at the last event. Like it's in that sense, but it still felt good. I think you felt more of a closeness, close knit to them. Right. And, it, and it's a little bit more of my underground music. Not all my friends listen to or know. So that made it feel like a different connection. Right. So I think that it's just interesting to see how widespread apart the country and is. just you think about worldwide is when it comes to music and what they listen to and what's out there. So for any artist, there is a niche, there's a market, there is a direction for you. Right? Oh yeah. Out here. So anybody can make it in a that, sense, if you're there, what specifically to what your market is. As far as the hip hop market, most of these tours and stuff make their money from like the Midwest stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're going to, Minnesota and Kentucky and Tennessee and like That's they're true. going to where most of these college uh, campuses are and those college towns and stuff. Yeah. That's a great start. That's very true. Well, tell the Fresh Money podcast listeners how to contact you, all your Instagram handles. I think you told us November 1st, brand new single or new things yeah. dropping so, and things like that. 
Um, my uh, Instagram is Omi Glenn. Um, my artist Julian, his uh, Instagram is World X Julian. Um, and uh, you can check his music out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, type in Julian. And um, we have a new single coming out on November 1st called Fade Away. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you. appreciate your time. Thank y'all. And we'll be listening. And we will be listening. All right. All right, bye. bye. Um, having Omni on the part of Omi. our conversation. Omni. But no, the company's name Omni. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Right. Sorry. So it's a play on words. <laughs> yes. I like that. Um, initials. He has like the NWA thing coming. Yeah. Ooh, right. So. Um, yeah, it was really cool and it was nice to speak to a person who kind of is giving you a different perspective on how to be an artist. Like a lot of times everybody just thinks that they can do like a real ridiculous video and on YouTube you get a bunch of views. Yeah. And yeah. now, cause that's the way they make it seem like that's how that person blew up. That's how they project it into their life and that's, they're making, and they think they're making money. Right. From that. The popularity does, that's what I like to put the conversation. Popularity, popularity does not equate to finances or monetary. Right, right. All the time. Right, all the time. So and also, I think a great takeaway was that just because you don't have a lot of followers, make sure to invest your energy in what does provide capital. Yes. You know what I mean? And like kind of having a process where you are automatically feeding that YouTube account or feeding us that, that Spotify streaming account because that's where the real value is going to come. And don't focus so much on the fact that you don't have, you know, 15,000 followers. These are gems, people. Are you listening? Right. If you're like trying to, and I know some of that stuff we always be like, okay, we need to apply for ourselves and like future things like that. But like these are truly the way in the direction things are moving in the right. industry in all industries in all areas of life um you really need to focus and and, and put down on right that. because as you mentioned you you've done marketing for companies you've done marketing mm -hmm. for independent business owners so it's like it's such a great tool and a great business to have and to do freelancing on it because sure. someone's always going to need yes. a marketer yes you have to invest in that not everyone is a marketer everyone sometimes business owners think they can just market it themselves and especially old routines and don't like getting out of the habit. So having a marketer, someone who can really give you the new perspective, the new direction of things to kind of help you move forward. Right. Or like bring in more revenue in other ways is super beneficial. What do you think is like an outdated marketing mistake that some people make? For me, direct mail. Okay. So it has, it's, if it's not a part of your market. So if I am a senior home facility, my best direction would be direct mail because there's a likelihood and, and that all depends on the research. I'm just saying in general. So if Reacher shows me that seniors 65 and over respond to right. whatever was in the mail, yeah, we can do that, right? You're, it's more consumer focused. Yes, right. directly. So, but if I know that in my research, someone in their 23, 23 is paperless, right? Right. Going direct mail is not their option. Right. 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 That's a waste of a coupon code. That's a waste of numbers. That's expensive. Also direct mail. So that to me is what is kind of needs to be outed. Right. Um, a little archaic, a little archaic, but also depending on your market. Right. So, Focus on what is your market and what you have 
uh, your consumers are at? So since we were speaking to a person that dabbles in the music industry and is trying to get their foot in the door and has an artist out there that's young, let's talk about a veteran artist at this point that just dropped a gospel album. Yes, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. So with full on uh, transparency, I have not heard not a single piece. And not because I didn't like avoid it or did it, like yeah. I just didn't, I listen to podcasts when I drive. I listen to like the radio. I'm like an old lady. So I have not played music in a while. So I just have not had a chance to listen to it. Okay. I have an openness. If it's playing, I'll listen. Right. But I haven't gotten to it yet. But go ahead. Um, I actually listened to it at the gym today. Do you say who it is? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. He has a gospel album. Uh, we don't mean to call them him. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bad. Kanye West album, uh, Jesus is King, yes. which is a fact, a statement. Right. We'll continue. <laughs> um, and the, you know, the gym is one of those places that you can kind of switch it up on what you want to listen to if you go a lot. Like yeah. you don't always have to have, you know, dubstep music that's like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> like sometimes you just want information and you listen to like a podcast or you listen to a YouTube mm -hmm. or sometimes you want to listen to something a little bit more mellow and, you know, it works out. Yeah. So yes, I know it sounds weird to listen to a gospel album while you're working out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I just wanted to be able to listen to it without getting the ADD kicking in and skipping tracks. Yes. Because sometimes it's easier to listen to something while you're doing something so that you won't feel like... Like, what is this play? Like, right. Keep going. Yeah. I honestly um, thought it was good. I don't think it was something that I would listen to every day, mm -hmm. you know? But there were tracks on there that you're just like, yo, he's really talking about his faith and his and God right now and okay. he's, he's saying something really beautiful and he's okay. really praising Jesus and he's really doing a positive message and it's like I'm sure people are going to have a lot to say about this and it's a lot of it is going to be negative but a lot of these artists put music that say a lot of satanic things and I'm not even one of those people mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and it's like we're okay with that you know yeah. what I mean yeah. But what is the problem if he puts an album about, about God and Jesus? No, of course. I don't think there's ever a problem of him redirecting or focusing more on his faith. Because it always was there. Right. I mean, we have Jesus walks. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, the, it's always been there. It's always been incorporated. I mean, it's always been there since College Dropout has, you know, gospel singers in the background. And that's um, always Life been, of Pablo. Yes, Life of Pablo mm -hmm. has it. So it's always been there. Um, I think for some, it's just how the direction of it went and how, because if you watch interviews, it's still, and I, it's in the way he also, he's a man who doesn't know how to delegate his or process his words altogether. Sometimes, so sometimes yeah. you gotta get lost in translation. You have to find the translation. So you assume that the music is going to be probably lost in translation sometimes because it's a new topic and a new direction that you went into. So it's, I, I'm, I'm only assuming for like how people would feel. For me, I fell off. Again, I've been really separated from music recently in mm -hmm. general. So I haven't even listened to the last album. And it's not even him. I have just multiple artists right. who I haven't listened to. So I have a different, like, I'll get to it when I get to it feel. But I think that 
as long as he's not preachy, preachy, because a lot of our, his, his listeners are super open to it. Tell us where you are in your current state, right? In your life, because that's what music you attach to. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not preachy, preachy, forcing it on others. Because right. we don't like that from anybody. Right, but I think one of the things that I gathered from this piece of work is that he discusses how the Christian religion is very judgmental. Okay, and that good. religion is not faith in his eyes. Okay. So he does, that message does translate and, you know, no offense to anyone's belief systems, mm-hmm. but I can understand how we've all experienced um, kind of feeling judgment from people who are very involved in church. Yes. And so, and that's right. what I'm saying. As long as you're not a preachy, preachy forced upon, because we've all had that before, have all felt that experience in right. some way um, and the judgment of it. And I think that's, I guess for myself as a person who grew up in Catholic church and those kind of things. And now you're just kind of like, yes, I understand yeah. what church is, but I'm, I'm I'll call myself a Catholic because I know the information. Right. So I, I have trust in the, I want to say some parts of the values and the morals and the understanding of that, right. but I'm don't go to every day. Exactly. No, I'm not a full on practicing right. Catholic in that. Right. So that's why as long as that translates that the right. album isn't that force feeding force upon you because i think that people's kind of yeah resent, and I like reserve makes to it people hesitant yes there's a little reserve like what are you giving exactly me? and i mean i know you guys probably saw it on social media or watched the keeping up with the kardashians and saw the clip when he told kim i'm not comfortable with your over exposure and your nudity and and showing you know your goods to the world and mm-hmm. she responded in my opinion in a very realistic, appropriate Kim Kardashian way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She was like, you, you influenced me to be this sexual being and to be this like figure of like beauty. Mm-hmm. Like you encouraged me, like you gave me that final confidence. Cause let's be honest, like she just started doing the naked thing until Kanye. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then she's like, now you're going through your journey. Don't force it upon me. Right. But if he's gonna now become Kanye the preacher, can his wife be naked online? She's still an individual. She's still herself. Right. And so they have to, in their relationship, have to agree upon what direction, I guess, the family goes as a whole. Yeah. And then have an understanding of individuals in that sense. Because you can go through a change in anything, like, you know, with your family, and it might separate you from your family if you weren't like, married or, like, my family doesn't, if we were to convert to different religions or something, right. you're not going to participate. You may not participate in your family's things. Right. So I think it's just all in like their own circle of understanding. I would be perfectly fine. Like I love Kim anyways. Right. So regardless of what she probably decided. Yeah. Whatever. But I think it would have to be a compromise on both parts for my, like if it was myself in that situation, we'd have to figure out a compromise on it. Yeah, and, and because he's evolved, it may not be her time yet as well. And that's where the preachy part, like being forced upon, it's sometimes you have to let people wait it out and find it on their own terms. Just like he found himself in this current state right. on his own terms. Look at all that man went through. Right, to get to this point. To get to this point. And we don't know because Kanye has evolved in several different ways, right? <laughs> The next evolution after this, yeah. we don't know where it's leading us. Sky's the limit at this point. <laughs> if you would have told me in 2006, 
we went from through the wire to this to church to yeah. to literally literally opening a church okay right that that's a whole different scale right and so also i was overhearing someone say that like his words have just always been the same it's just this extra little points of religion have been inserted in there right so it's yeah. just a small evolution it's still it's still a, a kanye album trust me when you hear it you're gonna be like this is what kanye does like he creates these patterns in the music that's like a story that has a lot of clever ways of saying the, the same thing mm -hmm. like you know that's just that's his artistry sure that's still there um but um that that's our little music portion and we cannot forget about recommendations of the week yes it's that time so i'll start mm -hmm. i had a fantastic weekend uh last week going to blue ridge georgia mm -hmm. did i have that accent down maybe it was my attempt to be a georgian yeah. accent yeah. southern Bell. they do it really well right yeah me too yeah that's the fun part about exploring this country sometimes just any country that you just be like oh this is a whole other world that i'm stepping right. in and people have a new level of accents yeah and you'd be like all right um went to blue ridge georgia beautiful city beautiful town if you were looking almost like a pleasantville oh, I feel. Love that movie. <laughs> it's great love it yeah so it has that little town spirit Everyone was so Southern and so sweet that it, you have uh, preconceived thoughts in your head. Like you might trust them. No, prior to, I'm saying like preconceived notions of like, we're going to the deep South oh, up North. We're not in Atlanta. Right. Right. And you have this preconceived and then you get there and you're just like, oh no, people are beautiful. Oh, this is fantastic. Awesome. That's really good to hear. It's so, we had a fantastic time um, in a cabin trip deep in the woods um little things that we would change like arriving early not in the dark in the middle of the woods it's not a great idea <laughs> yeah. so keep that in mind people so i would suggest i always suggest as i think i've made it done it before but try something new right but take a cabin trip go to the forest or the woods um only two hours away from the city right. so or an hour and a half so it's not that far Right. Emergency can still find you. Helicopters can still land in some way, shape, or form if it really gets crazy. But go to the woods, take in nature, feel that out, which is a completely different experience, and I would do it all over again. That's awesome. I love that. I love that recommendation, especially since I recently started traveling a little bit again. Mm -hmm. Like it's that feeling of stepping into another environment, weather climate, everything, it's like, it's nice because it kind of gives you like a recharge. Yes. It's nice. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Now, um, my recommendation is going to be um, a show on FX that's called Snowfall. Um, little fun fact about me, I love drug dealership. <laughs> I find it super entertaining. All right. And I think it's like good TV. I don't know. So this is like uh, dated in the 80s okay. and um, in Southern California. Okay. And um, very Cali and all the actors have like that real Cali accent. Love it. Which is really dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, it shows how the cocaine business um, took over the California coastline and how different people 
profited from it and how it affects uh, the black community, how it affects the Mexican community, how the whole CIA had an involvement in it. So it kind of is very layered and uh, is also gangster. So it's like, it's good to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's is, a good show. It's is, on FX. Is this the step up from power? Um, I, I that think like power is a great um, show because like the characters are all related somehow. And that's okay. what I like about power. Okay. But Snowfall kind of gives you different storylines. They are still intertwined somehow, but it's completely different storylines. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, but you get okay. to see the different effects of the drug game. Got it. Got it. I mean, I love a good drug movie too. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Cowboys kind of deal. Oh, that's right. a documentary, but you know. Shout out. You know, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Like, sorry guys, that's all we got the correlation there. Yeah. But I love a good dramatization, real life story. Like, oh shit, like, right. like they were living differently. Yeah. Like, you think like, about things that set you up from the 80s that are now? Like, now J Lo's gonna be La Madrina from Cocaine Cowboys. Not very happy with that casting, but <laughs> it's a story that you're like, yo, this shit is real. This really happened. This yeah, bitch like, was a killer. This is it's for real. Yeah. But give her the benefit of the doubt. She did a great job in Hustlers. So, <laughs> all right. You're right. You're right. Can't hate on a fellow Latina. Exactly. Give her, give her a little benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. Well, guys, give us your opinion on what you think about this brand new Kanye album, mm-hmm. right? I love to hear other people's thoughts on it. There's so many perspectives on it. Um, give me your thoughts on our recommendations. If you've tried them out, if you've done it once or twice, um, anything else in the marketing world that we talked about, really dived in, in, deep into. Yeah. Thank you again to Omi to being to joining us for this episode. Shout outs to us to being in the same room at the same time, giving you real content, <laughs> real life. So um, this was fantastic. Don't forget to follow us on here on YouTube. You should be subscribing down below. Don't forget to subscribe on the on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so you get that notification when a new episode drops. You can follow us at Fresh Mondays Podcast on Instagram and email us at freshmondayspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me at love marley l-u-v-m-a-r-l-e-y underscore and you can follow diana and i am diana c underscore that's i am diana c as in cat underscore and hit us up at any time guys we're open for the conversation um for those of you who have been emailing us to be on the show i promise you this week we're gonna set something up okay we are responding <laughs> We're so happy. Yeah. Enjoy your week, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Monday.